I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I won't hunger anymore. Welcome to the table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. In those days, in those days, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to be registered. So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, to Judea, town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, it came time for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there's no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I will bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared, with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God. 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 Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace. And on earth, peace. 
and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what has been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as it had been told. This is the word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. Can you feel it? That that hum in the air today, as our preparations culminate and, and the celebrations begin, the preparations for this service, of course, and the adapting and the changing of plans and, and, and the preparations for your personal Christmases, how you have changed your plans and you've adapted this year in the midst of disappointment and the dissonance of 2020. Can you, can you feel it? Can you, can you feel that hum in the air today as we aim to celebrate together? I, I don't think it's just me and I, I don't think it's, it's just us. I think it is all of creation today humming as, as the membrane between heaven and earth becomes so thin that we can almost see through it. Today is the day that we measure all time against. Everything that happened yesterday is, is before Christ and everything that happens tomorrow is after Christ. Today we are living in the eternal now of God's coming among us. His name is, is Emmanuel, the God who is with us who is made out of the same stuff we are made of and who is made out of the same stuff that God is made of and who will not let either of those go. That, of course, is the main thing we are waiting for today. For that baby's cry. But, but, but that's not the only thing we're waiting for, is it? This year, the waiting... And the longing, it is, it's visceral. Waiting to hear the news about a loved one who tested positive. Waiting for the vaccine to be widely available. Waiting for the, the constant fear of public spaces to subside. Waiting for some kind of normalcy of community. Waiting to see our grandparents again. Waiting. It's different this year. But, but if, we, if we really take stock, it's also not different. Because most of us are always waiting for more than one thing at Christmas. Someone here with us today is waiting to find out what is inside that large flat box propped up against the Christmas tree. Someone else here today is waiting to to create new memories this year, wondering if if they should actually like admit to their family that 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 they're they're not seeing 
that they're not seeing them, they're not traveling, they're not having to buy as many gifts or, or, or make Christmas into a hoopla of expectations actually feels like a relief. Someone here today has a new baby this Christmas, which means you're, you're waiting for that Christmas morning when you wake up in your own live nativity scene. But for others, you know, this, this, is, this is hard. This is a hard time of year. Someone here today is waiting for news from a doctor or waiting for the shock and, and the heartache to lessen after having already, already received that call. Someone else here today is, is waiting for, for the shoe to drop waiting for that tension that's been rising and palpable in the household to finally just erupt and for relationships to finally just be fractured, unable to be mended. For some of you, there is that empty chair to deal with, that stocking that stays folded in the box. All the rituals that were designed for two Resigned for, for people to gather or for two or more are now up to you alone. And it's, it's like the sound of just one hand clapping. And maybe it's, it's not just this year for you, but Christmas is rather the season for you when you wait to see if the hurt is going to let up any this time this year and, and you, you want it to so you can get on with your life and, and you don't want it to because that might mean you have stopped caring, stopped remembering. Meanwhile, the memories rise up to meet you, swamping you with this melancholy so bitter you can almost taste it in the back of your throat. For good or, or ill, every Christmas Eve functions like this kind of time machine for us, taking us back to every other Christmas Eve we have spent on this earth. For, for some, it is a reminder of the way that life used to be, the smell of pine boughs and orange oranges stuck with cloves and the taste of roast turkey and peppermint. It's, it's mom and dad sitting around in their bathrobes, right, S sipping coffee while the kids chase the new puppy through the sea of wrapping paper. And for others, this night is a reminder of the way life should have been, but it never really was. This, th those who have, have looked all their lives through other people's windows at, at such scenes of domestic bliss, but always as this like peeping Tom and never as the insider themselves. Everyone always seems to want to go home for Christmas, right? Only where, where is that exactly? Some of us know and some of us are still trying to, to figure that out. But friends, today, the answer is right here. This 
is our home today. And we are all inside. This is our Bethlehem where, where we have hauled the hopes and fears of all our years to lay them in front of the manger. No wonder this space is, is humming today. It is, it is full of all our Christmas dreams and, and memories, all our best wishes for ourselves and for others, including our ideas about what our lives should be like once God has been born into them. They should look a particular way. And, and, and if you're not sure what your ideas are, you can generally find some clues by, by looking at the Christmas cards you sent this year. Or if you didn't send any, um, then look at the ones you received that, that you like. What kind, what kind of images are on them? What kinds of, of words? Unless you or your friends have really strange taste. Chances are that, that peace and joy and love are on a lot of them, right? Along with pictures that embody those words, pictures of, of people that you know, or pictures of classic Christmas scenes. However different this Christmas is, or however different all of our Christmas experiences are from each other's, we all share this common longing for a calmer and a purer and, and a more centered way of being where, where we use a lot of these upwards, like uh, we're longing to rise above our anxiety and we're longing to keep our heads above water and we're longing to lift our eyes up into the hills as if belonging to God were a matter of being transported to God's presence for as long as possible to a place where everything is beautiful and focused and right, just like a Christmas card. But even the pictures on our Christmas cards are only moments in time. If only we could see past the edges, we would, we would probably see some pretty familiar sights. Someone sent me one card this year of this, this cozy little cabin snuggled up in some snowy woods with one set of tire tracks running up to the door. But I bet if I could see past the edges of that card, I would see that, that the lot next door has been cleared, the evergreen forest destroyed to make room for a new subdivision and that there is at least one rusted out refrigerator in those woods. And I'm not trying to ruin the, the picturesque Christmas, but what I mean is even the very best pictures of Emmanuel and his family, the ones where the artist has really focused in on the softness of, of the baby Jesus skin, the warm bodies of the animals standing around him, heating the air with their breath, some of whom might even give him a little lick if, if, if Joseph and Mary had not been standing in the way, bending over him as if protecting God himself. Even those pictures 
don't tell the whole story. You know the story by heart. How the whole town was clogged with travelers, none of whom was there by choice. The emperor wanted them all counted, accounted for and taxed, and he could have cared less where they all slept. That was their problem, not his. Still, you have to wonder, what happened to Joseph's family? If Bethlehem was his hometown, then why didn't his own people take him in? I, I, I don't know, but they didn't. Joseph and Mary got a stall instead of a room, which was not as bad as we sometimes make it out to be, but still not an ideal situation. With luck, they got maybe a pitchfork and a, a wheelbarrow too, so they clean it out a little bit. We know they got a, a feed trough because that was where they laid their treasure. And that's when the picture was taken right then while the star was still overhead and the angels were still singing in the rafters. But what about 20 minutes later? If we could see past the edges, then what? The hole in the heavens has now closed up and the only music is coming from the bar at the end. And one of the cows stepped on a chicken and the resulting racket of all that made the baby cry. And as she leaned in to pick him up, Mary started herself to cry. And when Joseph tried to comfort her, she told him she wanted her mother. If she had just married a nice boy from Nazareth, she said, she would be back home where, where she belonged instead of competing with sheep for a place to sleep. Blame getting thrown about <laughs> the manger. And then she said she, she was sorry. And Joseph said not, not to think another thing about it. He, he meant it too. They, they just both hurt all over and there was nothing to eat. And it was so cold. But you know what? God was there, right there in the middle of that picture. Peace was there and joy was there and love was there in the best of times and also especially in the worst of times. Because during those times, there could be no mistake who was responsible. It was God with us. Not God up there somewhere who answers our prayers by lifting us out of our lives, but the God who comes to us in the midst of them, however far from home we are, however less than ideal our circumstances, however much or, or however little our lives reflect the Christmas cards that we send. That is where God is born. Just there in that cradle, we will offer him. In that pile of straw, we will pat together with our hands. In our hearts and in our homes and in our, our, our scars and in our mess, which all become like mangers today. 
And so any of us who have prayed this year, this Christmas, to be transported out of where we are right now and into God's presence somewhere else this Christmas, we will get our wish. Only not perhaps in the way we had thought. Because none of heaven's escalators are going up tonight. Instead, everybody up there is coming down to us right here, right in our Bethlehem, bringing us the God who has decided to make his home in our arms, in our lives, in our hearts. I offer this to you in the name of God the Father, in the name of Christ his Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray with me? God, we want to be lifted out of our mess. It is human nature to want to be lifted out of 2020. We look forward to, to one week from now when we can celebrate the dawning of 2021 and all of our hopes of what that will be. We want to be lifted up and out. And yet you, God, don't work that way. Instead of lifting us up and out, you come down to be right there with us. And that's exactly what we need. Lifting us up and out will not introduce us to true peace. Lifting us up and out will not introduce us to true love. Lifting us up and out will not introduce us to what joy really is about. But it's in the meeting us where we are right now this year. And so God, come into our lives. Make your home among us. Be born in us today. We offer you all of our mangers. Make a manger out of anything in us, God. We offer you all of our straw. Take whatever little bit of straw we have and, and be born there. We are desperate, God, for you to come. And in your coming, God, make real to us the fullness of your son, Jesus, who suffered and died, who cares when we suffer and cares when we die, and who is always there to offer us eternal life. We join in that prayer that the Christ child grown up in the person and Lord Jesus Christ taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.